0: Time. The play begins just before dinner on a dark and stormy night not too far from Washington DC in 1954. Place, Body Minor. a mansion set of epic proportions and terrifying secrets. Clue, adapted from the screenplay by Jonathan Lynn, written by Sandy Rustin. Prologue. The sounds of heavy rain and Rottweiler dogs barking Yvette, a French maid dressed perfectly, polishes a glass while watching the news on static filled television.
1: McCarthy's shrieking denunciations and fear-mongering have created a climate of fear and suspicion across the country, raising the question in households across the nation, who are the un-American Americans amongst us?
0: Startling crash of thunder and lightning, the glass paneled front door, Revealing the silhouette of a man holding an umbrella.
2: Any man who has been named by either a senator of a committee or a congressman is dangerous to the welfare of this nation.
0: The front door creaks open, unheard by Yvette. Enter Wadsworth, the butler, dressed perfectly, shaking off and stowing his umbrella and hat, a twinkle in his eye.
1: President Eisenhower refuses to engage directly with McCarthy. In a letter to his brother, however, Eisenhower explains, As for McCarthy, only a short-sighted or completely inexperienced individual would urge the use of the Office of the Presidency to give an opponent the publicity he so avidly desires. Time and time again, without apology or evasion, I and many members of this administration have stood for the right of the individual, for free expression of convictions, even though those convictions might be unpopular, and for uncensored use of our libraries, except as dictated by common decency. Yvette?
3: Monsieur! I didn't hear you come in, you frightened me half to death! Wouldn't want to do that. There are so many better ways to die. Please. Turn off that noise. Is everything ready? We oui. Good. Cook?
2: You called, sir?
3: Everything on schedule?
2: Dinner will be ready at 7.30. Sharp.
3: Ah. Right on time. You have your instructions. We oui. Very well, then. Let the game begin.
4: Scene
0: one. The hall. Lounge. Dogs bark. Rain storms. Wadsworth grandly opens the front door to him. Colonel Mustard. Officious stands in the doorway, shielding himself from the rain. He wears a decorated colonel's uniform. Good
5: evening. Good evening. I'm not sure if finding the right.
3: Yes, indeed, you are expected that. How do you- It is Colonel Mustard, isn't it?
5: No, that's not my name. My name is Colonel I Corn- believe
3: it's been recommended that tonight you use a pseudonym.
5: Oh, no thank you. I took an antihistamine before I came.
3: May I take your coat?
5: Oh, all right. I suppose I- Yvette,
0: <gasps> at the bar cart, now pops open a bottle of champagne, a la loud gunshot. Startling Mustard, who yelps. Ah!
3: Not to worry, Colonel. It's just the maid in the hall with the champagne cork. Champagne?
5: Oh, uh, don't mind if I...
6: This way, (laughs) Um,
5: monsieur. All right. Thank you. Uh, Are you expecting someone else?
3: Indeed. I'll be with you in a moment. Follow me, Colonel.
5: With pleasure, my dear.
0: Rainstorms. Mrs. White stands, tragic and morbid, dressed in funeral clothing, guarding herself from the rain. Over her face is a mesh-black veil.
3: Do you come in, madam? You are expected. Welcome. Do you know who I am? Only that you are a socialite to be known this evening as Mrs. White.
1: Yes. It's said so in my letter, but why?
3: Why? May I introduce you? Mrs. White, this is the maid, Yvette. (gasps) I see you two know each other.
1: We've never met. Champagne? I think not.
3: Please, warm yourself in the lounge. Why, do I look cold? A bit. I'll be right with you.
0: White, steps through the door, noticing mustard.
3: Oh,
1: hello.
5: Oh! Pleased to meet you.
1: I'm rarely pleased to meet anyone. More?
3: Oh, yes.
0: Yvette opens the front door. Mrs. Peacock, middle-aged, wealthy, and batty, stands covered in jewels, a foxtail fur stole, and a hat of peacock feathers, shielding herself from the rain with a box of candy.
3: Bonjour, Madame. Please come in from the rain. Mrs. Peacock, I presume. <laughs> oh yes, that's me. Cook, will you please take Mrs. Peacock's stole? I see you two know each other. Oh, don't
4: be ridiculous, honey. I, I've never seen this woman before in my life. Champagne.
5: Oh, my lips belong to the Lord.
3: Please, make yourself comfortable in the lounge. Oh, thank
5: you.
4: Oh, 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 for your hospitality. And there's a couple of
3: arrangements
4: hidden under the caramels for you, Butler.
2: How icky. I expect to be treated like the wife of the...
3: Hold that thought. Right this way.
5: Oh, my, my, my.
3: Look at the detail of this molding.
5: This is quite a magnificent mansion, isn't it?
1: How are you? Welcome to the party.
5: This is turning out to be quite the crowd.
0: Wadsworth opens the front door. M- Mr. Green, straight as an arrow, stands in a trench coat holding an umbrella. He does not enter but remains in the doorway, anxious.
2: Is is this, this the right place to meet a uh, a Mr. Boggy? No, it's not you, sir. Oh, sorry.
3: Please come in.
2: Excuse me. I suppose this has me rather anxious.
3: You must be Mr. Green.
2: Yeah, th- that that's exactly who I am.
3: Welcome, sir.
2: Well, now, this this isn't at all what I expected.
3: I find if you expect nothing, you're never disappointed.
2: Oh, by all means, I'm not disappointed.
3: <coughs> Pardon me, sir.
0: Wadsworth opens the door to find Professor Plum smoking a pipe with Miss Scarlet, smoking a long, thin cigarette standing behind him.
7: Good evening. Please arrive at 7.30 sharp on Saturday evening. Well, here I am. Professor Plum. If you say so. Well, well, well. And I thought I'd seen everything. Miss Scarlet. Welcome. I didn't realize
3: you and the professor were acquainted.
7: We're not. The bridge is washed out from under the rain. My car broke down and this professor offered to give me a ride. I didn't realize we were headed into the same place until... We arrived.
3: How was your drive?
7: It's a long haul.
3: Indeed, it is a long haul, but then it's a very large house. This way, please.
7: Say, what is this god-forsaken place anyway? This old place? Oh, this
3: is Body Manor. Cook, dinner? Directly. Appetizers in the lounge, after you.
2: Hors d'oeuvres, good, I'm starving. Funny, I, I haven't much of an appetite at all.
7: My, 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 this really is a party. Well, greetings all, it's a pleasure for you to see me. Ooh, cocktail hour.
2: Oh, there are so many of you, I didn't realize.
3: Right, good then, you're all here. Colonel Mustard? Is it? Miss Scarlett. Mrs. White? Yes. Professor Plum? Right. Mr. Green? That's me. Mrs. Peacock?
2: How do you do?
3: Greetings. I am Wadsworth, the butler. Tonight, as you may have surmised, nobody is being addressed by their real name, a courtesy your host has provided to ensure your privacy. I suggest you follow his lead and refrain from revealing too much about yourselves this evening. You never know when...
1: Cook
0: strikes a gong. Ah. Interrupting. They jump. Green spills champagne all over himself.
2: Ah, dinner. Oh, excuse me. I'm, I'm a
7: bit clumsy, I suppose. Dinner? That was more like a cocktail minute. Mr. Wadsworth, you were saying you never know when... What? 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 Hmm?
3: This way, please. Really ought to keep him waiting. Cook can get cranky. Ladies and gentlemen, follow me. The dining room is right this way.
0: The cast follows Wadsworth from the lounge to the dining room. Behind them, as the lounge module closes, the dining room wall flies in, and Yvette and Cook each push on one side of a dining room table that meets in the middle. Scene two, the dining room. The guests arrived to find a beautifully set table with seven places.
3: You'll find your names beside your places. Please be seated.
4: Oh, This one's mine. They are from Houston.
3: Oh, here
5: you are, Mr. Green. Uh, this place at the head of the table, is that for you?
3: Indeed, no, sir. I don't sit. I am merely a humble butler.
5: Dude, what exactly do you do?
3: I butler, sir.
5: Dinner is served.
3: Thank you, cook.
0: As the guests settle in their seats, Yvette and cook serve them soup mm-hmm. off the trays.
8: <laughs>
3: all right, then. What's all this about,
4: Butler? This dinner party?
3: Ours not to reason why. Powers but to do and die. die Merely quoting, sir, from Alfred Lord
7: Tennyson. I prefer Kipling myself. Do you like Kipling, Colonel?
5: Sure, I'll eat anything. So who's our host? Is this where he sits?
3: All in good time, sir.
2: <laughs> What's that smell? It's something familiar. Jackspin soup.
6: Oh, my favorite.
2: I know.
7: Bon appetit.
2: I know who you are.
7: Uh, Who's your husband? Maybe I know him.
5: Uh, well, he's, oh, Mrs. Wyatt, you've been awfully quiet. What does your husband do? Nothing.
1: Nothing. Well, he just lies around on his back all day.
7: How lazy? Not necessarily.
2: Oh my goodness. I'm 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 so sorry. I'm 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 just a bit accident prone.
7: That'll be five dollars.
2: Sorry? Uh Mr. Green, what do you
3: do in Washington?
2: Oh, I'd, I'd better not say. I'd, I'd prefer to follow the rules. Well, if I wasn't trying to keep the conversation going, we'd just be sitting here in an embarrassed of silence.
7: Are you afraid of silence, Mrs. Peacock?
5: Uh, Yes, no. Why?
7: In my professional opinion, it seems you suffer from what we call pressure of speech.
5: Is that no official diagnosis?
7: Are you a doctor, Professor?
1: In psychological medicine? Do you practice?
7: Not anymore. I currently work for the government. Ah, another politician. Not exactly. I do research for you-know-who. Who? Who? A branch of the United Nations organization, the World Health Organization.
1: Uh, Ah, you-know-who. It's an acronym.
5: I have a sister who is a genius.
7: You are a real colonel,
5: aren't you? I am, sir.
7: Aren't you gonna mention the coincidence that you also live in Washington, D.C. Colonel?
5: <laughs> How do you know that?
7: Oh, I've seen you before.
2: So, Miss Scarlett, does this mean that you live in Washington, too? Sure do.
4: Does
2: anyone here not live in Washington?
7: Oh then is this about the red scare?
2: I'm I'm not a communist. I'm I'm a Republican.
5: Ladsworth, we've had about enough of this. Where's our host who while we've been brought here?
3: Ah, speak of the devil. Hey, I've got an idea. Oh yes, good
7: thinking, Miss Scarlet. To anyone who's wondering what we're doing, we're holding our cups to the door because the acoustic coupling between the door and the glass allows the sound waves to travel from one side to the other. All the guests have arrived as expected, sir.
3: Everything's going according to plan. We'll meet you in the study. Oh, we didn't hear a thing. Oh, he's here. This is
2: a nice door. Oh, look who's back. Oh, we didn't hear a thing.
7: Playing a game.
5: Oh, for goodness sake who was at that door ah the man to know what's going on
3: can i interest any of you in fruit or dessert no no, no. in that case may i suggest that we adjourn to the study for coffee and brandy at which point i believe your newly arrived host will reveal his intentions your letters will be explained and the game will be afoot
0: scene 3 the study
3: Friendly? Friendly? Thank you, Yvette. That will be all. We miss you.
2: Well, where is our host? Oh,
5: uh, he's not here. Nobody is here! What is happening?
7: Cigarette? It'll calm your nerves.
5: Oh, I don't smoke!
0: Mustard has found a string and button. Closure envelope, a la the envelope placed in the center of the clue board game on the desk. The envelope reads confidential in large red letters.
5: For Wadsworth! Open after dinner. It's for you.
3: Right, then. Are you comfortable?
5: I make a good living. Oh, out with it, Wadsworth!
3: Ladies and gentlemen, these instructions are clear. I'm glad something is. It seems the six of you have all received the same letter. It will be to your advantage to be present on this date, because a Mr. Body will bring to end a certain long-standing confidential and painful financial liability.
8: Yes. that's, that's what we we
5: say. all those words.
3: As it turns out, you all have one thing in common.
5: Harry McCarthy, we're all being blacklisted, aren't we?
3: Close, Colonel. You're all being blackmailed. For some considerable time, all of you have been paying more than you can afford to someone who threatens to expose
2: you. Oh, please. What's someone gonna blackmail me for? I go to church every Sunday.
7: Yeah, lady, don't we all?
3: Anybody else wish to deny it? Until you'd received your letters, you hadn't known who was blackmailing you, but now I'm sure that even the least discerning amongst you has determined that the man behind your ransom is Mr. Body himself.
5: Yes, I figured as such, but who is this fella?
7: And who are you, you his henchman, you pompous British butler?
5: It's Mr. Body? What a scoundrel!
2: All this stress not good for
5: my blood pressure.
1: You think I can handle a little blackmail? Who is
3: this Body fellow, you brutish butler? Who Mr. Body is, is of no concern of yours. Suffice it to say, he's a supporter of the House Un-American Activities Committee, and he feels your activities have been decidedly un-American. My task this evening is to expose your secrets to each other, rendering you all culpable in each other's indiscretions.
7: But we hardly know each other.
3: Precisely. Don't you think that you might spare us this humiliation? I'm afraid I have no choice. We'll start with you, Professor Plum. Oh, this ought to be good. It says here you were once a professor of psychiatry, specializing in pathological lying lunatics suffering from delusions of grandeur.
7: Yes, but now I work for the U.S. government.
3: So your work has not changed. But you can't practice medicine anymore, can you? Your license has been lifted, correct? Why, what did he do? You know how male doctors aren't supposed to date their lady patients? Yeah, well, he did.
5: <gasps> how awful! You know, someday there'll be a reckoning for men like you. I hope so. Who?
3: You're disgusting! Are you making moral judgments, Mrs. Peacock? Well, well I... How then do you justify taking bribes in return for delivering Senator Peacock's votes to certain lobbyists?
2: My husband is a paid consultant. There's nothing sinful about that.
3: Not if it's publicly declared, but if you slip cash under the stall door at Old Ebbett's Grill. How can you describe that transaction?
4: (sighs) I'd say it stinks. When were you
7: in that man's room? So it's true?
4: No, it's a vicious
3: lie! But you've been paying blackmail for over a year now to keep that story out of the papers. Seems a little... sticky,
4: now. Now,
1: stay here! Well, I'm willing to believe you. I, too, am being blackmailed for something I didn't do.
2: So am I.
7: Not me. You're not being blackmailed? Oh, I'm being blackmailed. All right, but I did what I'm being blackmailed for. What did you do? I run a non-governmental agency that handles classified affairs.
2: Is that how you knew Colonel Mustard worked in Washington? Is he one of your clients?
5: Certainly not!
2: I was asking Miss Scarlet.
5: Well, you tell him it's not true?
7: It's not true. That true? No, it's not true.
2: Uh Aha, so it is true.
7: A double
3: negative?
5: Double negative? You mean you have photographs?
3: That sounds like a confession to me. In fact, the double negative has led to proof positive. I'm afraid you gave yourself away.
5: Are you trying to make me look stupid in front of the other guests?
3: You don't need any help from me, sir. Colonel, looks like you hold a sensitive security post in the Pentagon. Those negatives would most certainly compromise your position.
7: And what position exactly were you caught in, Colonel? This is an outrage! Let's see. Who's next?
3: Mrs. White, you've been paying our friend the blackmailer ever since your husband died under, shall we say, mysterious circumstances. Say what you want. I didn't kill him.
5: Then why are you paying the blackmailer?
1: I don't want another scandal, do I? Another? We had a very humiliating confrontation. He had threatened to kill me in public.
7: Why would he want to kill you in public? I think she meant that he had
3: threatened in public to kill her. Oh.
1: It was all over the papers.
3: And yet he was the one who died. Not you, Mrs. White. Not you.
1: He was found dead at home, unclothed. His head has been cut off, and so his you know. But I didn't do it. I'd been out all evening, at the movies.
3: What was showing?
1: The naked alibi.
3: <laughs> A likely story. But he was your second husband. Your first also disappeared.
1: That was his job. He was an illusionist.
3: But he never reappeared.
1: He wasn't a very good illusionist.
3: And lastly, Mr. Green,
2: who I a... I don't need you to unmask me, Wadsworth. I know exactly what you're going to say about me. What's that? Mr. Green, who is a homosexual. Not me. I'm sorry?
5: Uh, You ask who is a homosexual, and I said not me.
2: Yes,
3: thank you, Colonel. But there's more to it than that, Mr. Green. How do you mean? There's evidence to support the question of your politics.
2: My politics? Since one is working for the Republican Party a crime.
3: You swore an oath of allegiance to the Republican Party, but neglected to vote for Eisenhower in the last election. That's grounds for an ousting, if ever there was one.
2: But, but but voting records are confidential.
3: So, there you have it. Uh, A crooked senator's wife, a lascivious doctor, a disloyal Republican, and so forth. Not exactly adhering to an all-American standard of behavior, are you?
7: Depends on who you ask. But if this body fella is such a noble civilian himself, then why didn't he report us to the authorities?
3: And give up the opportunity to make a buck? Come now, yeah. Professor. What could be more American than that?
5: Yeah, Papa!
7: All right, Wadsworth. So we're being blackmailed by a renegade McCarthyist. Where does that leave us?
6: Where
1: is this Mr. Body?
5: And what does he want from us? Who cares? I'm not waiting to find
3: out. I have done nothing wrong. I'm leaving. I'm sorry, Mrs. Peacock. (gasps) You can stay in denial, but you cannot leave this house. I am the wife of a great senator. You cannot tell me what to do. Lock? Indeed. All the doors are locked, the windows are barred, and the grounds are controlled by vicious dogs. This is an outrage! There's no way out! Mm. This is ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce your host for the evening, and your blackmailer for life,
4: Mr. Body. How do you do? Body appears in the study doorway with confident arms.
8: Why
1: would I like Who do to you keep think you in I, my mean, mind? I don't, I don't even know if no, good looking,
7: bro. you
6: swine. You're such a cool man, you? better
7: off dead.
4: White emerges at the front of the group to expertly knee body in the groin.
7: Ooh, Miss White in the study with her
1: knee. Thank you. I've studied martial arts.
3: There is one more piece of information you may like to have.
8: Well, what? White. White.
3: The police are coming in less than an hour.
8: What are you talking about, the police? police? Right? Unless, unless, unless what? You agree to double down.
7: And why would we agree to that?
8: Because if you don't, I'll put this briefcase containing all the evidence needed to expose your wrongdoings in the hands of the police, the press, and the House Un-American Committee. With the right spin, those fellows can make a commie out of anyone. I think some of you would face a lifetime of jail, and others a lifetime of shame.
5: You bastard! You're taking advantage of a
8: ten-year political Come Someone get that briefcase. Unless... Unless unless what? What? unless what? Well, there is something you could do for me that would change the game. Something I just can't bear to do myself. What? What? Have a seat, please.
2: Is it all right if I sit here? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, a uh, little accident-prone,
8: sorry.
3: What's this about, sir?
8: In this bag, there are six packages that I thought our guests might find useful this evening.
6: Packages? How do Presents, get back- if you will.
8: I'm a generous sort of fellow. Are you? Wadsworth, well, will you please see to it that each guest receives a gift? Gladly. Anyone want to make a guess as to what's in your boxes?
7: Perfume.
8: Candy.
4: Rare <laughs> single malt of soft
8: whiskey. Aren't guessing games so fun? Please open them.
4: Scarlet opens her box. Puzzled, she lifts out a heavy brass candlestick. She lifts the body. A candlestick? What's this for?
5: A wrench?
2: A lead pipe. A dagger? A revolver.
1: Ah!
8: A snake! Oh, oh no, it's just a rope. In your hands, you each have a lethal weapon. You all came tonight because you believed the evidence against you was so terrible that you would do anything to keep it a secret. And I'm putting that theory to the test. You are? Mr. Wadsworth, here is the only other person who knows your secrets. And it's costing us all dearly to keep him quiet. Oh, what do you mean? I wouldn't have to double your payments if I didn't have to pay Mr. Wadsworth for his silence. Wadsworth?
3: That's a lie!
8: He may look suave and charming. Thank you. But really, he's conniving and manipulative. False. Why do you think he's called the police?
3: I I only called the police because he instructed me to do so.
8: Did I? Wait, wait, does he mean... Ladies and gentlemen, Um, if you can manage to get rid of Mr. Wadsworth, then I'll have no need to increase your blackmail or expose you to the police. Get rid of? Does he mean... Kill him? In fact, if you can eliminate Wadsworth. Yes, I think that's what he means. Who not only knows all of your secrets, but also mine. Then I will eliminate your blackmail altogether and be done with this terrible business once and for all.
7: You would never. But
8: why make us do it, body? Why don't you do your dirty work yourself? Yeah. Why should I, when the six of you are so uniquely motivated and armed?
3: What a patriot after all i've done for you
8: he's a liar
3: i'm not one, i'm one of you i'm not a butler i'm an indentured
8: servant a familiar refrain don't make a scene wadsworth it's over the police are on their way now's your chance the only way for you to end your blackmail and avoid finding yourselves on the front pages is for one of you to kill wadsworth now
4: he switches off the lights body lies on the floor Prone. Face down. Everyone else is spread throughout the study.
7: It's Mr. Body.
4: Oh, thank goodness.
7: Is he breathing? Turn back. I'm a doctor. He's dead. Who had the gun? I did. Oh, you shot him. I didn't. Well, if you didn't, who did? Somebody grabbed it from my hand, and the next thing I knew there was a shot. There's no gunshot wound. He's right. <gasps> there isn't. Look, there's a bullet lodged here.
5: He didn't allow me to it.
2: Well, if the bullet's over there, then how did he die over here? I don't know. I'm not a forensics expert.
7: Something else must have killed him.
1: One of us must have killed him.
4: They all look at each other and their weapons, nervously aware that a k- murderer is amongst them.
2: Well, don't look at me. I didn't do it.
4: <laughs> me neither. Oh, God, oh, God. I need a
2: drink.
7: Maybe Mr. Body was poisoned by the brandy.
2: <laughs> they There, 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 Mr. Talk. <laughs> I'm sure you're just fine. There's really, really nothing to, um...
7: No! Well, someone had to stop her screaming.
2: Was the brandy poisoned, Mr. Green? I'm sorry, I'm just so stressed. Why would you think I would know?
7: Looks like we'll never know
4: now.
2: Unless, of course. Unless she dies, too.
4: Suddenly, someone, Yvette, screams from another part of the house. The screams are coming from the billiard room.
5: Oh, no!
4: Oh, please, help, oh, no. The hall outside the billiard room. It's locked. Who's in there? Who's screaming? C'est moi. Yvette?
3: Oui. Yvette, are you all right? No!
5: Yvette? Are you alive?
6: Of course I am alive, you idiot. No thanks to you, worth? You locked us up in this... Murderer! So
1: the murderer is here.
6: We. Oui. Where? well Here. We are all looking at him. <sighs> or
4: her.
5: What took you so long? I am an old woman who may or may not have been poisoned. It's midnight anywhere.
6: I heard you all in this study. One of you is a killer.
7: How could you hear us in this study?
6: I was listening. I have a tape recorder in the billiard room connected to the study. Monsieur Boddy asked me to record your conversation.
7: Why would he ask you to do that?
6: For more evidence, of course. Wadsworth revealed your secrets in the study, and now they are all recorded.
7: What a snake. I've got to destroy them. Where are the tapes?
6: Who cares about the tapes? What about the body?
7: What
5: body? Body
6: body. body, is body.
5: body.
1: But, Yvette, why were you screaming in there? All by yourself?
6: Because I was frightened! I also drank the cognac. Maybe I am poisoned too! Plus, one of you is a killer! your body is dead!
2: We have to figure out which one of them did it. What do you mean, which
5: one of them?
2: Well, I didn't do it.
3: Well, one of you did. I would have killed him myself, but I didn't have access to a weapon. Don't look at me, all
7: I got was a candlestick. Maybe it wasn't one of us. Well, who
2: else could it have been?
7: Who else was in the house? Only oh, <laughs>
1: the
6: cook. The <gasps> cook? Scene five, the kitchen.
4: They enter the kitchen. There's a large refrigerator. Green, no longer has a lead pipe. They look for cook.
7: Far as I can tell, the cook's not here.
4: Oh, love the kitchen.
2: My my husband and I had a kitchen very similar to this in our first brownstone. It has such a homely feel, doesn't it?
4: As she reminisces, green trips, accidentally causing the large refrigerator to open. The cook's body, dagger in her back, tumbles out onto a quite unsuspecting green.
7: It's the cook. With a dagger in, in her back.
2: Someone must have killed her. I didn't do it.
4: Green lands on the ground beneath the cook. Nobody moves. This makes
2: two. Two what?
3: Murders. I hate murders.
5: I think you better explain yourself, Wadsworth. Me. Well, who else would want to kill the cook? It wasn't that bad. How can you make jokes at a time like this?
7: It's my defense mechanism.
5: Some defense. If I were the killer, I'd kill you next. I said, "If there's only one admitted killer, and it's not me, it's Miss White."
1: I have admitted nothing.
5: You paid the blackmail. How many husbands have you had?
1: Mine or other women's? Yours. Five. Five. Yes, five. Just the five. Husband should be like Kleenex, soft, strong, and disposable.
5: Well, if it wasn't you, who was it? Who had the dagger?
2: It was Mrs. Peacock. Yes, but I put it down. Where? In the study. Any one of us could have picked it up.
6: Well, well, not I'm me. Definitely wasn't it was the me.
2: Well then, it must have been. <gasps> Mr. Green, can can somebody please help me?
3: Good Lord, let him up!
7: You really ought to learn to speak up for yourself, better, Mr. Green.
4: Mustard and Plum lift the cook's body off of Green. Green, gasping, recovers, getting up.
2: <sighs> oh, oh, my Lord! Oh, oh, oh my Lord! Oh.
3: Gentlemen, might I suggest we take the cook's body into the study? Why? Starters, when the police arrive, if they find this.
4: He dumps the cook's body off of his back and into the arms of the rest of the group.
3: We'll all be in custody and under suspicion for murder. Murder! And secondly, I'm the butler. I like to keep
4: the kitchen tidy. Scene six The study. The guests, except Wadsworth, enter the study. They stop and
7: slowly look back where Body was. He's gone. The body's
3: gone. What are you all staring at? Nobody. What do you mean?
7: Nobody, no body. Mr. Body's body, it's gone.
1: Maybe he wasn't really dead. He was. We should have made sure. I
2: thought I had.
5: So, was he dead, or was he?
2: Maybe he was dead, but someone moved him.
7: Who would move him? And why?
2: How should I know?
7: Well, if he's not here, then where is he?
2: (laughs) Oh, my, all this excitement. But if you'll excuse me, I have to, uh, is there a little girl's room?
6: Oui, oui, madame.
2: (laughs) No, I just wanted to powder my nose.
6: Um, there is a toilet outside the billiard room.
2: Oh, thank you.
3: Uh, I don't mean to alarm anybody, but we do currently have the small issue of two dead bodies, one missing, one present, and the imminent arrival of the police. The bridge
7: is washed out. That should buy us some extra time.
3: But I don't want extra
6: time. I want the police to arrive. I am trapped in this house with a murderer!
7: But once the police get here, the rest of us are doomed.
5: Wadsworth, am I right in thinking that there is nobody else in this house?
3: Um, no.
5: Then there is someone else in this house.
3: Sorry, I said no meaning yes.
5: No meaning yes? Yes. Look, I want a straight answer. Don't look at me. Wadsworth, Is there someone else in this house, yes or no? Um...
2: No. Uh,
5: No there is, or or no there isn't? Yes. There seems to be some confusion about whether or not we are the only people in this house. There isn't. There isn't any confusion, or or there isn't anybody else?
3: Either. Both.
5: (laughs) Just give me a clear answer!
3: What was the question?
5: Is there anybody else in the house?
7: No.
3: No. no.
5: That's what he says, but th- does he know?
7: Look, we've got a killer on the loose, the missing dead body of Mr. Body, a cook with a dagger in his in his back, and all of these easily accessible weapons, the rope, the revolver, the candlestick, the wrench, and hey,
4: where's the lead pipe? <coughs> Peepock enters, stumbling into the room with body hanging all over her. It looks like body's attacking her.
2: It's Mr. Body. He he's attacking her.
4: The bloody body falls off of her and onto the ground. The lead pipe protrudes
8: from her soul, his skull. Uh huh. So bloody.
7: Stand back. He's dead. That's what you said last time. I believe in second chances. Mr. Body dead again.
3: I'm going to faint. I'll catch you. Sorry. Mrs. Peacock?
1: Yes? Where did this happen?
5: In the bathroom. I opened the door and there he was. At first I thought he was attacking me. But then I realized he's been left propped up against the doorframe, Dead and just waiting to fall on someone.
1: Who would do such a thing? It takes a lot of guts to kill someone twice.
7: It's what we call overkill.
2: But why?
7: What's the difference? Makes a difference to him. Makes a difference to us! We've got to find out who killed him, where and with what! Seems like it was probably the lead pipe. Ten
3: points, Professor Plum.
5: Who kind of game are you playing, Wandsworth?
7: This isn't a game!
2: You, Mr. Green, the lead pipe belonged to you. But I dropped it while running to the kitchen. People don't just drop murder weapons. I didn't know it was a murder weapon when I dropped it. So anyone could have picked it up.
3: Yes, of course, but who did? Who did pick up the lead pipe? Who picked up the lead pipe and brutally murdered Mr. Body, leaving him dead and bloodied in the bathroom? Who did that? Who? Who? Who?
7: Cool it, Butler. While you lose your marbles, I'm over here trying to do something useful. Have you all forgotten about the evidence against us? The evidence. The evidence. Body's briefcase is locked. There must be a key.
3: Mr. Green, would you be so kind as to check Mr. Body's pockets for the key to his briefcase, containing the evidence of our crimes, so that we may destroy said evidence once and for all? Why me? Why
4: not? Well, all right.
7: Where'd you get that latex glove?
2: I I really don't like germs.
7: Or fingerprints?
2: No, no, it's it's mostly just germs. Oh God, it's so warm. I
8: got it, I got it, I got it.
7: Give it here. It's empty. Empty?
5: THEN WHERE'S ALL THE EVIDENCE?
3: I, to- I TOLD YOU BODY WAS A LIAR. HAD THE EVIDENCE IN HIS BRIEFCASE MY FOOT?
2: WE MUST FIND THAT
5: EVIDENCE.
7: AND DESTROY IT.
5: EVIDENCE AGAINST US ASIDE, FIRST THINGS FIRST, WE'RE IN A ROOM WITH TWO DEAD BODIES.
7: AND THE COPS ARE ON their WAY.
5: LET'S MOVE THEIR CORPSES ON THE COUCH SO THEY LOOK LESS DEAD.
7: SOME PARTY THIS IS TURNING OUT TO BE.
4: HELP ME, Monsieur GREEN. All right. Eventral green drag her, while Plum drags body.
3: Yes, careful. Don't get guts on the ground.
5: Uh, solid battlefield technique, Professor Plum. Never leave a man behind.
1: Cadavers are heavier than they seem, aren't they?
3: I wouldn't know.
1: Right. Uh, uh me neither.
6: upsie
1: here, pop her up.
2: Oh, aren't you all strong with
4: The guests prop the both dead bodies, dagger and left pipe fully visible, upright.
7: Good. They just look asleep. Forget about the bodies. We need to do something about this room full of murder weapons and the homicidal maniac on the loose. Let's put the weapons in the bag. What good will that do? Then we'll zip up the bag.
1: Most murderers know how zippers work, Mr. Wadsworth.
7: Ah,
3: I know. We'll put the bag in the safe. Terrific. Where's the safe? In the hole.
4: Shush. Scene 7. The Hall. They arrive and Wadsworth tinkers with the bottom of a large-framed portrait hanging between two
7: doors. I don't see a safe. Is that an
1: original trumble, Mr. Wadsworth? Those are quite valuable.
2: That was not the time for art appreciation. Butler.
4: Wadsworth opens the painting on the wall to reveal a safe.
5: Oh. Oh. A hidden safe behind a portrait? How original.
6: There. Locked. Voila.
5: What are you going to do with the key to the safe, Wadsworth?
3: Oh, yes. The key. I'll put it in my pocket.
5: What if you're the murderer? I'm not. But what if you are?
3: I have an idea. We'll throw it outside. We oui, à l'exterieur.
4: But it's raining à exterior.
3: I'm not suggesting we go outside. I'm suggesting we stay inside, but throw away the key.
7: But you'd have to open the door, wouldn't you? I would. But what if the killer is outside?
2: Better out than in.
7: Yes, we'd want to keep him outside, wouldn't we? If we open the door, we risk letting him back in.
2: But maybe
1: if we open the door, we'd encourage the killer to go out.
7: The killer seems to be doing a fine job of opening and closing doors all by himself. I don't see how opening the door for one tiny second could possibly make any sort of difference.
5: But what if we open the door, throw away the key, and the killer catches it? Then the killer without the key we're trying to confiscate!
3: We might be overthinking this. I'm going to throw away the key. Follow me.
4: Scene 8. The front door. Wadsworth leads vet and the guest toward the front door. He opens the door to throw away the safe key. But shockingly, a motorist stands at the door. Poised to knock. The guest screams. Not now!
2: W- was
5: that the killer?
1: He didn't look like a killer. Takes one and
5: a one. Leave him to me. Interrogation is my specialty. How do you do?
4: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disturb the whole household. But my car broke down out here. And I was wondering if I could use your phone.
5: Are you a killer?
4: What? <laughs> no.
5: All right. This way, please.
4: Thank you. Well, where is it?
5: What, the body?
4: The phone. Wait, what body?
3: What? There's no body. There's no body.
5: Right. There's no body in the study.
4: Mustard has inadvertently pointed to the study. The motorist starts walking towards it.
3: No, no, no. That phone's been uh, disconnected. But I, I think there's one in the lounge.
4: Uh, Alrighty, then. Watch what brings the murderers to the door of the lounge as the others look on.
3: Right through this door. <laughs> Thank you. Now, listen. We haven't much time. Our task is twofold. One, find the evidence. Two, find the murderer.
7: We've got one potential suspect contained in the lounge, but that leaves the whole rest of this place up for grabs. Who knows what's behind all those doors?
5: i suggest we handle this in proper military fashion. We split up and search the house. Split up? Yes. We'll split up into pairs. Now, way, none of us will be alone.
7: But if we split up into pairs, whichever one of us is paired with, the killer might get killed. Mon dieu!
5: But... Then we would have discovered who the murderer is. But the other half of the pair would be dead. This is war, Peacock. Casualties are inevitable. You cannot break meek an omelet without breaking eggs. Eric cook will tell you that. But look what happened to the cook.
2: Colonel, are you willing to take that chance?
5: What choice do we have?
2: None. I suppose you're right.
5: All right, troops. Divide and conquer. I'll split us in the pairs. Eeny, meeny, miny, miny,
3: No. Mrs. White, you come with me. Professor Plum, you're with Mrs. Peacock. Yvette, you go with Mr. Green. And Miss Scarlet, you're with Eeny, Meeny. Uh, but what if someone doesn't come back? We'll remember you fondly. Now, leave <gasps> no door unopened, and cherish your partner. This might be the last person you ever see.
4: Scene nine, the hall. The pair search the house through an elaborate musical montage of choreographed door slamming tomfoolery punctuated by brief vignettes. White and Wadsworth, now alone in the hall, facing the two
1: doors. Go on, I'll be right behind you.
3: <laughs> That's why I'm nervous.
1: But why? It's just us, we're alone.
3: That's just it, Mrs. White. No man in his right mind would ever be alone with you.
1: Fine. You go in there, and I'll go in here. Are you going in?
3: Yes. Are you? Yes. On the count of three, then. One, two, three. Nothing in that room. Nothing in that room, either.
1: Shall we search the ballroom?
3: After you.
7: This is quite an impressive library.
2: Uh, but how can I find anything if I don't even know what I'm looking for?
7: Perpetually menaced with disintegration through this primary hostility of men towards one another.
2: Your fancy words don't intimidate me,
7: Professor. I take no credit, Mrs. Peacock. Freud, I think he's on to something. Now is not the time for academic pursuit. We're supposed to find that evidence. It's a fruitless search, if you ask me. I mean, it's not like we're just going to walk into a room and find the evidence plastered on the wall.
0: Oh, I suppose you're right.
7: Come on, let's go upstairs. Maybe we'll be excited by something in a bedroom.
2: (laughs) I haven't been excited about something in a bedroom for years. The
4: lounge module opens... And we find the motorist on the phone. Oh. I'm a little nervous. I'm, I'm at this big house on the hill, and I've been locked in the lounge. I didn't expect there'd be a whole group of people here. I think they're having some sort of party. And the funny thing is, I think I know one of them. They might be my customer. Yeah, 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 my regular Tuesday night passenger. Scene 10 The Conservatory.
5: Mustard searches the conservatory floor. Scarlet enters, holding Plum's
7: pipe. Uh, oh! There you are! <laughs> You'll never believe what I found in the hallway Professor Plum's stupid tobacco pipe.
5: Huh. What do you think that means?
7: Who knows? But it seems suspicious if you ask me.
5: I just did.
7: Honestly, Colonel. This is the last room left to search in this beastly mansion, and we still haven't found the evidence.
5: I think this time has been productive nonetheless.
7: Aren't you a Pollyanna?
5: You're a brave and determined lady, Miss Scarlet. I've really enjoyed our time together. I hope after this uh, expedition ends, we can remain friends. I-, I mean, really, murders aside, it's just been a lovely group of people, all in all. I suppose I would like to hear Ms. White explain when and when and how she lost her veil in the billiard room. But
7: you found Mrs. White's veil in the billiard room? Odd. Odd. Odd.
5: Mustard accidentally leans
4: on the wall sconce, which moves along. a trap door in the floor.
7: Opens a trap door. A trap door leading to a secret passage. Come on.
5: Uh. <clears throat> Ladies first, Miss Scarlet.
4: How heroic. (laughs) Blackout. Scene 11. The lounge. The painting opens. Scarlet and Mustard climb out of it. The room is dark. The dead motorist in the chair is unnoticed.
5: For now. Where are we now?
7: How should I know? The lights are off.
5: Well, turn them on.
7: I would if I could see anything.
5: Well, I'm gonna feel my way around.
7: Don't get any funny ideas.
5: A table.
7: A telephone.
5: A chair.
7: A body. A body! Ah! Find the door! Beginning out of
4: here! Help! Help!
5: No! Murder, murder! Murder! murder, murder!
4: The stage is now divided into two, with inside the line being stage left and outside the line being stage right.
5: Let us in! Let us, let us in! Let us, let us, in. In. Let us, let us out. out! Let, let us, out. us out!
7: We can't let you out. The door to the lounge is locked. You had the key, Wadsworth. You locked the motorist in here. That's right. I did. I do. I don't. The keys are gone.
2: Gone? Gone?
7: I have an idea. There's a murderer on the loose. Please get us out of here. There's no alternative, I'm just going to have to break down the door. Stand back, I'm a doctor. No, stand back, I am a woman.
4: Well, back into event. Their crash causes her gun to go off, firing up. <coughs> the chandelier above, in slow falls, hitting green beneath it as the guests react.
5: Can somebody please help me? What, what happened? What was that?
6: Murder, help! (laughs) Help! I will help you! (sighs) I am done shooting at you. The door is open, you can come out now.
5: Why are you shooting at us?
6: To open the door.
5: But you could've killed us!
7: I said stand back!
5: Let's add finding the key to the lounge to our priority list.
7: Say, Frenchie, where did you get that gun anyway? The safe? It was unlocked. unlocked.
3: Unlocked? Impossible. I have the key. No, I
7: haven't. It's gone.
3: Gone?
5: Mm-hmm. Not to be a dead horse, but again, I feel like having all the keys is really...
7: I thought you said you'd throw away the key to be to the safe, Wadsworth. I did say that, but I didn't do that. We got distracted by the motorist at the door, and I forgot.
3: One of you must have snatched the keys from my pocket when we were searching the house.
7: So whoever took the keys is the killer? Precisely. Speaking of killer, there's a dead body in the lounge, you know. The motorist is dead.
2: Which one of you killed him?
7: We found him together.
5: And he was already dead.
2: But the door to the lounge was locked.
7: We went through a secret passage we found in the conservatory. A secret passage? Who designed this place? The Parker Brothers. Oh no, who's that?
3: Come over here. Why
7: don't we all know? Quick, I'll hide the gun! Oh. Don't
3: worry, it's not the police. It's the
2: police. I'm going to open the door. No! Yes. Oh. It's the decent thing to do.
8: Open the door. Good evening, sir.
2: Good evening, officer. We've been expecting you. You have? We haven't.
8: I got a tip about an abandoned car near the gates of this house. Did a motorist stop by for help, by any chance?
2: No. no. Yes.
8: There seems to be some disagreement. At any rate, can I come in and use the phone? No, no!
2: Of course you can, sir. There's a phone in the lounge.
7: Out of order. (laughs)
2: Uh, Of course. My mistake. You can use the phone in the study.
7: Occupied.
8: Um...
3: If you please, sir, you may use the phone in the library. Right this way.
8: You're all acting rather peculiar.
3: It's because our chandelier fell down.
8: We love that chandelier.
3: It could have killed us, but don't worry, the maid will clean it up.
8: That's all well and good, but what's going on in the lounge and study?
3: Lounging, studying,
8: this way. Let me have a look. No,
3: thank you. What? Hmm? This way, please.
8: Actually, I'd like to take a look around if you don't mind.
3: Of course, officer. Follow me. I'll take you on a grand
4: tour of body Manor. Yvette uses a pulley system by the front of the door to raise the chandelier back into position. This home was built by Lord Reginald Body in
3: 1784. We've got to cover our tracks and get rid of this guy. This way, please. Lord Body had been declared Lord Body after somebody discovered an antibody that would save everybody. Notice the mahogany floor! Did you know in the 17th century, the buccaneer John Esquemeling recorded the use of mahogany for for making canoes? Can
6: you canoe? What?
3: Hey, where'd everybody go? Notice the brass doorknobs, crafted specifically for Lord Body by his buddy in 1878.
8: I don't care about the doorknobs, mister. What's going on around here? What are you hiding in those two rooms? Um... Which two rooms? The lounge and the study. Oh, oh, oh,
3: (laughs)
4: those two rooms.
8: Yes. Pop approaches the study door.
4: Wadjarth blocks his path.
3: No, officer, I don't think you should go in there. Why not? Because it's all too shocking.
4: As Pop enters, the guests puppeteer the dead bodies of Body and Cook, so they appear
8: to be alive.
6: Hello, officer. Welcome to the party.
8: (laughs) Excuse me. You
6: are excused.
8: (laughs) Pardon me.
4: (laughs) Good night, officer. Good night. Cop retreats from the study back into the main hall with Wadsworth. As the study module retreats, the guests react in disgust as they pull away from the dead bodies. That wasn't all that shocking, mister.
8: Those folks were just having a good time. Why didn't you tell me this was a party?
4: My apologies, sir.
8: I'll just take a peek in the lounge if you don't mind.
4: Cop has crossed the hall to the lounge and opens the door as the lounge module opens. The dead motorist, an alcohol bottle in hand, appears to be rather drunk than dead. He is propped up in a chair by Green, who shares the chair with him. Also Plum and Scarlet are slow dancing to the music behind him.
2: Excuse me? Evening, officer. How
8: do you do? Are these men drunk? Dead drunk. Wanna sip? Oh, I can't drink while on the job. (laughs) Chief would kill me.
2: Killed if you do, killed if you don't.
8: What?
7: Huh? Ah, the lovely evening officer. Same to you.
4: Pop shuts the door as the lounge module retreats. Scarlet and Plum help Green. Disgusted out of their chair. Green, hyperventilating, uses a latex glove to breathe into as the lounge module closes.
8: Well... I can explain everything. No explanation necessary. There's nothing illegal about any of this. There's not? Of course not. This is America, and that was, uh... The pursuit of happiness. May I use your phone now? Certainly.
3: The library, officer. Thank you. All's clear. You can come out now. Well done, all of you. Impressive. Oh. Yes, really, quite well safe. done. Thanks nice touch with the alcohol was... button.
2: I didn't know you had it didn't you? Psst.
7: All right. I've locked him in the library. And... I I thought you didn't have the keys.
3: I didn't have my right-pocket keys, but my left-pocket keys are intact. Now, let's finish searching the manor. The police are on their way.
2: But the police already came. Not the broken-down car police. The criminal investigation police.
3: Precisely. We must find the evidence, and we can't afford to have any more murders. This is getting dangerous. Now
4: go. Scene 12, the library. The billiard room.
8: Hello? Hello? A power outage. Must be the storm. Oh, hello, chief? Yes, this is... Hello? Hello, are you still there? Is this phone working?
6: Hello? Who turned out the lights? Hello? Oh, it is only you. You scared me. I thought you was a murderer.
8: Did somebody cut the line? Hello? Oh,
4: did you find a... The... Oh, what's exactly in your hand? A gloved hand holding the robe emerges from behind Yvette. A noose flies onto her neck. She struggles. <gasps> out.
8: Oh, good. You can hear me. You see, I found an abandoned car and wound up in an old mansion where all the lights just went out. I'm telling you, Chief, there's something funny going on around here.
4: Left hand, holding a candlestick, emerges from a trap door in the bookshelf. They're
8: just having some sort of party, and you'll never believe who I just saw. Psst!
4: No! Scene 13. The Hall. In the light of the flame, we see Wadsworth's face. The guests pour back onto stage.
3: Oh, there we are. I see where we are. Ugh. Yes.
2: This one's showing the wire. Let
5: there be light. Do you hear that?
2: Sounds like a telephone is off the hook.
7: It's coming from the library.
2: That's where the killer must be.
7: I'm going in. Aren't you afraid? Of course. Of what? Of fate worse than death?
4: No, just death. Wadsworth, followed by the guest, goes into the library. Goes to the library door. He unlocks it. The cop sits, head down.
3: Excuse me, Mr. Cop.
4: Are you all right?
3: Do you need assistance? A phone book,
5: perhaps. Hey, listen, copper. The butler asked you a question. Hang up the telephone already, or I will.
4: She pulls the cop's body back, revealing a bloody candlestick protruding from his head, morbidly. My God.: The guests hysterically run until they all arrive and settle in the billiard room. Their bodies block the view of the billiard table.: <sighs> We should be safe here in the billiard room.:
7: I don't feel safe.: I, I can't rule hacks.: How about a, gate, a round of pool to pass the time?
3: Oh, all right, this oh, is a good idea.
4: They all step aside and reveal Yvette's body, strangled by the rope on the table. The billiard room module retreats as the guests run to the hall, continuing to scream. In- individually through all remaining doors, the house is quiet. The front door opens on its own. A cute, perky, singing telegram girl tap dances in the doorframe. I am. You're singing telegram. Gunshots. The young woman falls dead in the doorway. Scene 14, the conclusion. Wadsworth, pushing the girls' legs out of the way, shuts the front door. They are all eerily calm. Three
7: murders in three minutes.
5: That's our best record.
7: Three murders. Six altogether. The cook, Mr. Body, the motorist, the cop, Yvette, and the singing telegram girl. (laughs) Who's the murderer? Ain't that a million dollar question. Sometimes the most
3: obvious answer is right under our noses. I think the best course of action is to retrace our steps. It all started like this. At the start of the evening there was thunder, lightning, the dogs barked. Ding dong, Colonel Mustard. Ding dong, Mrs. White. noticed yvette mrs peacock who noticed the cook then mr green sit no not you sir please come in then professor plum miss scarlet then dinner is served well that was more like a cocktail minute to the dining room shark's fin soup Ooh, yum 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 my favorite then mr body arrived and we all went to the study coffee brandy who is this mr body butler how do you do? Then Mr. Boddy asked me to pass out packages. A snake? No, it's a rope. Then Mr. Body switched off the lights. Now! Mr. Body was dead, but not really. Really, he was alive, but we didn't know it. Then Mrs. Peacock drank his drink. Poison! <coughs> Someone had to stop her screaming. And then we heard, To the billiard room. But Mrs. Peacock joined late. I'm an old woman who may or may not have been poisoned." Then Mrs. White asked, "'Who else is in the house?' To which we all replied, "'The cook!' cook, Who we found knifed in the back." "'Oh God, oh God, so gross, blood germs. Will somebody help me up?' I suggested we take the cook's body into the study. But Boddy's body was gone. Then Mrs. Peacock entered with body on her body because body had been bludgeoned in his bean. Then the briefcase. Empty. Next, the motorist arrived. Are you a killer? And I locked him in the lounge. Dead. That's when the unexpected cop showed up. Hello, you're all acting rather peculiar. Can you canoe? Dead. Then the maid got strangled in the billiard room. Ah! Dead. Which brings us to, I am Bang! And here we all are.
1: Bravo! Impressive, Wadsworth.
7: But what does it prove? Nothing. Well, I suppose... Stop of this! I know who the murderer is.
6: You, you do? do? You
8: do? I all do.
3: Right, then. We're listening, Miss Scarlet. Who do you
7: accuse? It was Professor Plum. In the hall, with the revolver. <gasps> Liar! We all heard the gun go off, Professor, and I found your stupid tobacco pipe when we were searching the house. When'd you drop it, huh? While scoping out the best vantage point to kill your next victim? I bet that poor singing telegram girl was one an old patient of yours, right? I never saw that girl before in my life, it wasn't me! Well, the gun is missing.
3: Gentlemen, turn out your pockets. Ladies, empty your purses. Whoever has the gun is the murderer.
2: Well done, Wadsworth. You won't be
4: able to prove anything if you're all dead.
3: That may be so, Professor Plum. But if we're alive...
4: He opens the door. The chief of police and his backup cop enters, guns and badge revealed, stepping over the dead singing telegram girl on their way in. Officers,
8: there's your man well done wadsworth that's what i said yes well i'm saying it now i'm hank cuffs chief of police and professor plum you're coming with me
7: that's not how it happened it happened like this
3: all right then we're listening professor plum who do you accuse it was colonel
7: mustard in the lounge with the wrench i never lounge I found your medal of honor in the lounge where the motorist was killed by a wrench in the head. And what that wrench belongs to you.
5: That's a lie.
7: The wrench
3: is missing. Gentlemen, turn out your pockets. Ladies, empty your purses. Whoever has the wrench is the murderer.
8: Well done, Wadsworth.
3: There's your man, officer. Not a kernel of truth in him.
8: Well done, Wadsworth. That's what I said. Yes, well, I'm saying it now. Guilty verdict, Chief of Police. Colonel Mustard, you're coming with me.
5: You have it all wrong. It happened like this.
8: We're
3: listening, Colonel. Who do you accuse?
5: It was Miss White in the billiard room with the rope.
3: I'd rather die.
5: I found your veil in the billiard room, and I saw how you cringe tonight when vet would serve you dinner.
1: Yes, it's true. I knew that she had a toward love affair with my late husband. I hated her. I hated her so much. It it, flames, flames on the side of my face, breathing heavy, heavy breaths. But just because
3: I hated her does not mean I killed her. The rope is missing. Gentlemen, turn out your pockets. Ladies, open your purses.
8: Well done, Wadsworth. Well done, Wadsworth. That's what I said. Yes, well, I'm saying it now. Mark my words, Chief of Police. Mrs. White? It happened like this.
3: Mrs. White, who do
8: you accuse? It was
1: Mrs. Peacock in the kitchen with the dagger. I found your feather by the corpse.
3: Gentlemen, turn out your pockets.
8: Well done, Wadsworth. Wadsworth. That's what I said. Yes, well, I'm saying it now. I'm Barry DeHatchet. Chief Keep of Police. But that's not how it happened. It happened, it happened, happened
3: like
7: this.
8: Well, this. With Miss Scarlet in a library with the candlestick. Maxie Mum, Chief of Police.
7: You can't do this to me.
3: Frankly, Miss Scarlet, I don't give a damn. But it really happened like this. I know who the murderer is. Who? Who? All of you. Freeze! Nobody move. You're all killers. You can't prove anything, Mr. Wadsworth. (laughs) I'm not Mr. Wadsworth. I'm Mr. Body. How can you be Mr. Body? Body bled
5: all over me. It wasn't Body, who was bleeding. But if Body wasn't Body, then who was he?
3: He was Wadsworth, my butler. (gasps)
7: <gasps> but if you're the real body, what was your purpose in dragging this all out?
3: Well, when you started murdering people, I decided to roll the dice, see if you'd self-implode, kill off my entire network of spies and informers. Which you all did splendidly, by the way. Generously leaving your fingerprints on every glass, doorknob, and dead body. So now I've each of you on the hook for murder. Yes, murder. Bribery for petty crimes is one thing, but murder? Now, that could get expensive.
1: But why this whole charade? Why does her know
5: the house? The madness of retrace their steps.
3: <laughs> it's all part of the game!
5: Game? Name?
3: Well, yeah, I'm relaxed now, you see. Now that you killed everyone off, there's no evidence left against me. I've got off.
7: Scott free but the police will be here any minute. You'll never get away with this.
5: (laughs) What's so funny?
7: Nobody's called the police, have they? They were never on their way. Now
3: listen up, you reprobates. We're going to stack the bodies in the cellar, lock the cellar door, leave body matter one at a time, and forget that any of this ever happened. I can't forget all this. With murder on the menu, the price of
7: blackmail just tripled. Forgot him. Now move! Wait a minute. We can all rush him. He's got no more bullets left in that gun. Oh, come
3: on. You don't think I'm gonna fall for that old trick?
7: It's not a trick. There was one shot at Mr. Body in the study, two for the chandelier, two at the lounge lounge door, and one for the singing telegram girl.
3: That's not six.
7: One
3: plus two plus two plus one. Ah, uh-uh. There was only one shot that got the
7: chandelier. That's one plus two plus one plus one. Even if you were right, that would be one plus one plus two plus one, not one plus two plus one plus one. Okay, fine. One plus two plus—Shut up!
3: Point is, there is one bullet left in this gun, and anybody who moves is going to get it.
2: So you're just going to keep blackmailing us, and we're all supposed to pretend this never happened?
3: Of course. Why not?
2: I'll tell you why not. Larry Goodman, FBI. The jig is up.
3: <gasps> Where is it?
2: Miss
5: You're FBI?
2: Apparently I'm a dead ringer for Green. He got a letter just like each of you, but he came to the Bureau to ask for help. I took his place tonight so we could have a sting operation
7: some sting six people died on your watch.
2: I usually work the desk. My beat is property crime, you know, theft, fraud. That's why I was so tickled when the real Mr. Wadsworth risked his neck to drop off a whole briefcase worth of evidence last night.
7: You've had the evidence this whole time.
2: It's all here. Miss Scarlett's books, including names of customers and employees justifying why she killed the cop, who's listed here on her payroll. me hey, that. Ooh, and a love letter addressed to Professor Plum.
7: That's private property!
2: That singing telegram girl was teenage daughter of the head of the you-know-who. Who woulda come clean to daddy? Who would have cleaned out Professor Plum, So, you killed her. Now, see here! Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh. And these negatives. And these negatives. And these negatives, Colonel. Quite the regular at Miss Scarlet's establishment. Bet you couldn't be a colonel anymore if that motorist had formed your general where he drives you on Tuesday nights. I JUST WANTED SOMEBODY TO TALK WITH! SHARKSFEN SOUP INDEED, MISS PEACOCK. TOO BAD YOUR OLD COOK COULDN'T KEEP QUIET. IF ONLY SHE HADN'T BLABBED ABOUT YOUR BRIBERIES, MAYBE YOU WOULDN'T HAVE KILLED HER, JUST BEFORE JOINING US OUTSIDE BILLIARD ROOM. NOW WE KNOW WHAT REALLY TOOK YOU SO LONG.
5: Circumstantial EVIDENCE THAT'LL NEVER HOLD UP IN THE COURT OF LAW!
2: But this notarized record from the cook, will. You. And Mrs. White. You weren't lying, were you? You really did hate Yvette.
1: Flames. Flames on the side.
2: Okay, we get it. Here's a container holding fingerprints collected at the scenes of your previous murders.
1: I-I never murdered my husbands.
2: Fingerprints that I'm sure the FBI will be able to match to those found on the noose tied around Yvette's neck. I wore gloves. You mean these gloves. And last but not least, Mr. Bobby Body.
3: It's Robert.
2: Now you didn't hate Yvette at all, did you, Mr. Boddy?
3: What's it to
2: you? Illicit green card love affair is the icing on the cake of this FBI file. An FBI file on the whole body family. Your butler, the real Wadsworth, has been feeding us information for months. Talk about a real American.
3: He was British.
2: You know what I mean. I see why you'd want to kill him. Twice. Your shot missed him in the study, but he wisely played dead, and it wasn't until you caught him trying to escape that you bludgeoned him to death with the lead pipe I dropped on my way to the kitchen.
7: I mean, really, Scarlet, who drops a murder weapon?
2: I didn't know it was- The Body family has been wanted for organized crime for generations, but they've always eluded the law. Until now. Tonight- the body business has reached a dead end.
3: You leave my family out of this!
5: <laughs> ah, ah!
7: dead. Not yet. (laughs) Come on. Smile. When your heart is
4: breaking.
3: Smile. Mama.
2: Larry. Larry. Now. Ah. I tell you, this was the most exciting night I've had in a long time. And now you're all under arrest. Officers, here are the criminals you've been looking for, and you'll find the recordings of the confessions we've been waiting for in the billiard room.
8: The tapes! All right. Who done it? She did. He did.
2: They all did. But if you want to know who killed Mr. Body, it was me, Special Agent Larry Goodman, in the hall, with my gun.
8: Well done, Goodman.
7: That's
6: what he said.
7: That's
2: what he said. Oh, sh- sorry. Um, okay, Chief, take him away. I'm going home to sleep
4: with my wife. Me?
0: And Oh boy, my first clap! Here we go, y'all. Okay, gather your energy into your core, and then bring that up. Oh, yeah, then out. And on three, clap one, two, three. On three, not after three, y'all. Come on,
4: that's
2: right. It's-
0: okay you guys obviously don't know mr bryant's conducting style
5: thank you also i
2: appreciate you all for sticking with this thank you
5: i can't imagine
2: a life without theater night everyone